Hey everybody, before we get started, uh, I just want to say that this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at Squarespace. Uh, start building your website today at squarespace.com, and if you enter the offer code This Week in Marvel, you will receive 10% off at checkout. And now, on to the show. Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and we have another very, very special guest on the This Week in Marvel podcast. Please introduce yourself, sir. I'm Rami Malik, and I play Elliot on USA's Mr. Robot. It's I, a pleasure to be here with I, you. I gotta say, congrats on all the success. Like the show's just blowing up. It's only what four episodes in, and it's a it's a this is a big deal right now. How, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean we're four episodes deep, and and all over the internet, people are saying some very kind things about it. So I couldn't I couldn't. I couldn't be on a, a nicer cloud than the one I'm on right now. It seems like, I guess a lot of fans are really gravitating towards your character and kind of like what he's he's dealing with in, in society and stuff. Like, what what are fans coming up to you and talking about as far as how, why they love the character so much? One guy came up to me the other day on the street and he was like, I, oh man, I have social anxiety just like Elliot does. And he goes, but he's like... We lost a little bit of that in episode two. Do you think in episode three you can bring that back? And I was like, I didn't tell him we'd already shot it four weeks ago, but I was like, I'm going to try my best. Right. Yeah. No, but it was beautiful because it speaks to, you know, it speaks to a lot of people right now who not just have, you know, are dealing with something like that, but people who want to do something about their society and they look at, you know, these. They, they look at guys who are in Marvel, uh, guys like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and then here's a guy like Elliot, who is, you know, they I think they can, they can kind of associate with. And he's kind of the character's kind of like a, almost a Robin Hood to an extent, right? Do you agree or? Yeah, I mean, in, in the sense that Robin Hood, I guess, doesn't <laughs> realize. Um, that not all of his actions have the best consequences, but yeah, he's trying to do good somehow. I don't know. I don't know how much good he'll end up doing and how much pain he'll end up uh, causing. But uh, yeah, inherently there there is there is this Robin Hood aspect of him that I'm I'm really drawn to. And I know so I I know the character's not the biggest Marvel fan. Uh, I think it was th- right. episode three. Right, um, but the thing was, he liked Back to the Future too. That's like his favorite movie, right? Yeah, that I like both things. I, I would could see him being a Marvel fan. I think I think the reason he <laughs> yeah I thought I'm I was, throwing you under the bus. You were throwing me under the bus. <laughs> he says what? He goes, I'll watch those. I'll watch those Marvel movies. I can be normal. I'll drink vanilla lattes. I'll heart things on Instagram. I'll watch those Marvel movies. <laughs> Uh, um, look, I think for Elliot, there's this idea of wanting to be have superpowers and wanting to be special, and the the, peri- the the life that he lives right now is is he lives at a place where he doesn't maybe th- he thinks that's a really difficult thing to do, or that's just some kind of pipe dream. Mm-hmm. So I think that's his dissatisfaction, maybe with those Marvel movies, but. Deep down inside, he wants to be heroic and be, you know, somewhat of a superhero. So it, it, it's a bit hypocritical from his point of view. I got to mention, too, I mean, since I'm, I'm keeping up with the show, I don't want to, I, I kind of want to do a broader question here, just like for fans who haven't started watching the show. Like, what would you say 
what would you get? I mean, for Marvel fans who are listening or anybody, like, how would you get them to to check out the show, the series? How? Oh, to talk about the show? Yeah, it's just kind of a broad. Well, you know, it's a young guy who's relatable. He's he's got you know some demons. Mm -hmm. um, This this social anxiety issue. He works for a corporation like that. He he works protecting a corporation that he despises, and he spends time alone trying to dismantle it. Mm -hmm. So he does have these you know these altruistic, super heroic uh, um, uh, aspects to his character, and you. He's, a, he's relatable and he wants to be special, I think, like a lot of us do. And it's cool. I mean, there's some good, like, twists, too. Like, it's not like the the man... Is, I guess the guy who plays your boss isn't really, like... You guys, they get along well, which is kind of cool. He's not, like, a villain or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that's a cool part of it. It was really cool. I mean, I was, I was like, oh, I like this guy. I like him as an actor. Michael Gill, he plays Gideon Goddard. He's my boss at All Safe. And... I love that aspect. It was like, oh, you'd expect me to hate my boss, and that's not what that's not what the show is. Mm-hmm. And the show is full of uh, contradictions, you know, to to regular television things that we do that are unexpected, but also very real. Um, yeah. And it, it also, what's really cool about the show, and I'm sure I, I'm curious if if anyone's ever mentioned it to you or the writers or anything. Like, there's some really, I guess, how do you say, like, things tied into popular culture, like, right now, like, especially in the first episode, and, like, the montage of, like, the Steve Jobs and the other people, like, has has anyone ever, like, talked about that, or come up to you and been, like, because that's, like, it's almost, like, a couple of, like, ah, too soon, but, like, not, because it's neat, it's, like, necessary, you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like everything we're doing is very necessary. It, it's like we're anticipating things that are happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we could put the picture of someone who's about to put <laughs> a, a, commit some crazy crime or do something incredibly offensive, right. and uh, it'll end up happening. That's how far ahead of the game I think this show is, and that's due to our uh, really prolific writer-creator, Sam Esmail. He's just got one step ahead, and uh, that's great sometimes, and sometimes pain in the ass no. <laughs> he's a really special guy and it's, it's uh, a privilege to be working with him how much of you is in the the character like how much do you relate to him quite a bit I mean in the sense that you know he's yearning to, to do something special with his life and at times you know it can be really really difficult. I mean, I've had some, some difficult times in my life and, and wanted to persevere and tried my hardest to. And For me, I'm fortunate I have a great group of, of friends and family surrounding me, and Elliot doesn't have that. Uh, he's really trying to find that in a certain way through, through his relationships on the computer, but furthermore, stepping outside of that and have, having real human interactions with people. Um, on the other end, I'm you know I'm pretty outgoing. I I, I love talking to human beings, mm-hmm. meeting them, and Elliot's not that way. <laughs> He's trying to figure that out. But we, you know I think both of us are are seeking some sort of justice. I, I'd love to see you know things change in society for the betterment of of the ninety nine percent the way that Elliot does as well. Um, 
And we both make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that's what the probably the what grabbed me initially with the show is just exactly what you said, where it's like a lot of shows like that have tended to talk about issues that people are uncomfortable with, and then they just kind of nobody watches it because they're uncomfortable. This is like that. There's no discomfort there, but it's like it's good that fans are starting to to really grab onto the show, which is great. Yeah. Hey everybody, before we continue, I just want to say once again that this episode is sponsored by the fine folks over at Squarespace. Uh, If you've ever tried to build a website, you know how big of a pain in the butt that is, Um, as do I, with hours upon hours of HTML code uh, for a site that didn't really look so hot. So uh, the difference with Squarespace is the sites look professional, regardless of your skill level, with no coding required, which is awesome. The tools are intuitive and easy, and Squarespace has technology powering your site, which ensures security and stability, which is a huge deal. It's trusted by millions and some of the most respected brands in the world, and plans start at $8 a month, which is uh, pretty cheap. You also get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And if you decide to sign up, use the offer code this week in Marvel to get ten percent off your first purchase. And now back to the show. Um, I want to ask too. So, what are you personally like? Are you a nerd at all? Do you ever like obsess over a certain TV show, or do you collect anything like records, or, or what are you a big fan of? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, there were. Uh, um. I obsessed over Breaking Bad for quite a while, and I've become good friends with Aaron. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, from uh, Need, Need, from Need for yeah, Speed. Yeah. So picking Aaron's brain while we're working <laughs> is he's just like, oh, another one? I have to deal with you? I thought you were my friend. But getting inside information about that show from him was pretty clutch. Well, how did you, how did you go about, like... Were you a fan of his before you guys became friends, or like? Yeah, I remember we were uh, we were just hang- we, yeah we'd hang hang out at the same spots every once in a while. I'd see him, and we never re- we never talked. I would I'd just be like, oh, there's Pinkman, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm staring at him, and he's real. And I was like, yeah, I kind of fanned out, I geeked out a little bit with him, and then we ended up working together. I was like, this is crazy. We're driving through Utah together, and there's a camera pointed in our faces. And now I'm going to ask him about Walter White and <laughs> how that all went down. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the luxury of being in the position I'm in. Sometimes I get to work with some of my, you know, favorite characters. I've actually got to work with Cranston as well. So that. Yeah, I'm privileged in that respect. Mm-hmm. So instead of you know collecting things, I'd say I just get the luxury of every once in a while going to craft service with someone that I respect and admire. Christian Slater's another one, too. He's been in the business forever. Like, Yeah. I get to work with Christian. I, you know, I've watched... I love True Romance. was one of my favorite films growing up. And, uh... And, I, you know, the, the character he's playing on our show kind of harkens back to... Um, his character on Pump Up the Volume. It's like this amalgamation of a lot of characters he's played. And, you know, he's got this mature quality about him right now that he's just a pleasure to go to work with. He's he's giving this, you know, 110%. And, 
and we have we have a great rapport at work. Like we can go through some really difficult scenes and in between takes, just goof off and laugh and bring this you know lighthearted tone to this a set that can be uh, very heavy sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning a lot from him and really enjoying his company. That's cool. Yeah, and he's a really cool dude. We were walking by when we were coming to the Captain America room, and you said you saw the old Captain America movie. Yeah. Uh, do you remember anything about it? Do you keep up with the movies or anything? Do or? I remember? You know, I th- I would prefer to probably watch the old ones over the new ones. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just a quality of, you know, how they... You, they really thought they were doing something so <laughs> cutting edge, and you look at it, and it's all some things are almost laughable, like his plastic ears, right? <laughs> what about did, like you talking about that and like the Punisher, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, and movies like that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I never liked Dolph Lundgren movies just because <laughs> he was, you know, someone I villainized in in Rocky so hard that I was like, I won't watch anything you do for the rest of your life. Do you like, but you like the Rocky movie. Yeah. You just hate Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Is that, wow. Is that messed up? I, I, it, That's it, what happens when you're like 10 years old watching that. I'll tell you, it's messed up, <laughs> but I feel the same way about things. Right. So I see both sides of it. Yeah. I mean, it speaks to like how invested you can get into one of your heroes. Right. That's the good actor, then. Not Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious. So you like Breaking Bad's the only like show you obsess over, or like what else? It, I guess what from a I I loved loved the X Men, uh, the cartoon oh, growing up. Good call. Yeah, yeah that was huge. Mm-hmm. And that would you know, my mom would get that would upset her because that made us late for school every day. <laughs> So, yeah, watching the animated Wolverine as a kid. And that theme song, too, was And uh, that theme classic. song yeah. is clutch. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have, like, animations. I wish I still had that, but that's gone. Now. I'm sure there were something now, probably. Yeah, well, I don't own it, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, too, that you, you were in San Diego a couple weeks ago to promote the show. Can you tell fans what that experience was like? Was it your first... Comic-Con, or... It was not my first, but it was my first where I really got to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it was not packed with so many events that, you know, I couldn't actually get to fan out on my own. So I really had a good time. You know, it's cool because you let uh, you see everybody just let loose, and they're in their own skin. They're in an entirely different costume, but it's their skin. It's one day, you know, it's, it's one day where they get to be all these iconic heroes that they've grown up loving and and they get to totally do it without having in any inhibitions and people judging them so that's something i found really cool about comic con mhm did, did you go did you get to meet fans or was it just like a panel and press or panel and and press but every chance we you know we we were doing going from one to the other we were accosted in a good way but mm-hmm. yeah you stop and you try to answer as many questions as you can and take as many pictures. Because, of course, we wouldn't exist without these people who care so deeply for uh, for our characters and, and us as actors and humans, I think. Yeah, it's really special. It's really special to get that first-hand view of, of, oh, this is why. This is one major reason of why we get to do what we do. That's got to be so great since, again, it's like 
only been four episodes in a culture where people are like binge watching stuff and wait until everything's out. Like this is the time like where it's back to what TV used to be like. Yeah. Well, people, that's the thing. I'm like, oh my god, you're watching. You're not waiting for this to come out while we're done. That means you're sitting through commercials for it. Yeah. That means you really like it. And and that you know, I'm thrilled to to know that that. Today's generation will sit through commercials mm-hmm. because they like the content so much. For this one show. For this one show. <laughs> no, nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> it's just Mr. Robot on USA. <laughs> Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. <laughs> so uh, for uh, for fans, what can you tease upcoming? Anything? Or? What can I tease? Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. Like, the plan to, to hit up Steel Mountain really gets underway soon. And uh, that's actually quite a you know, fun journey because we get to do this kind of underground spy thing, but in the way that one of us would do it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like you get to throw yourself in, in this position of playing spy for a week. Oh, that's and that awesome. happens tonight. Yeah, that's what's great about the show is you know, it, it feels like something that we could all be capable of. Like, he is the everyman mm-hmm. in the way that he's kind of a super geek that <laughs> that has the ability to do some pretty ballsy stuff. And uh, and he has the the technical skill to to be a powerhouse. And, and then that, you know, I think a lot of us behind uh, with with the help of technology these days can wield some power I'm curious who came up with the idea for the the hoodie flip because that seems kind of like a superhero it's totally a superhero thing (laughs) and that was Sam Esmail's idea and so he talked about we talked about like are we going to use it just for when he's going to take down the bad guys per se or you know on when he's doing you know the underground uh, evening vigilante hacking and I looked at it from uh, a place of, yeah, that's one aspect of it, but, you know, we can also use that in, in, I talked to this psychologist, and she's like, a lot of my people who come into my office come in with that hoodie on. So I said, instead of just making it, you know, this gimmicky thing where it becomes, here he goes, you know, as throwing, donning his cape, mm-hmm. it's like, this is also a cape that makes him feel brings him a little bit of that innocence back as right. well. So it's twofold, which I think is really cool. But yes, it started out as, you know, Sam always looked at Elliot as, you know, a, a young man who wanted to be heroic, wanted to be special and have this, has this superhuman power of, of hacking in a certain way. And he is very much that. He's he's like the you know the, there's a Spider-Man quote, the Voltaire quote: "With great power comes great responsibility." Elliot is a one you know tiny little guy in the universe with some massive power, and That's so awesome. yeah, to don that hoodie is it, it should hopefully become iconic one day. Um, and uh, that's awesome. And f- finally, how can fans reach you online? I know you're active on, on, on Twitter sphere. I'm at Twitter on It's Rami Malik, And uh, I don't have a Facebook. I don't have an Instagram. All others are impossible. No. Uh, they're <laughs> fans, which I love. Thank you to all the fans that have uh, generated those sites. But me, I'm on Twitter for now. And if anything changes, 
uh, I'll let you know. There's a Who is Mr. Robot uh, a tw Twitter handle. I think that's how they're called. So you could check that out as well. <laughs> what else do we got? Yeah, and then, you know, USA Network has uh, a lot of information as well. And we have a Facebook page, a Who is Mr. Robot Facebook page. Boom! That's awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time. Again, congrats on all the success. Like, the, the show's blowing up, and the, this hey, is awesome. come on. I'm at Marvel. Now I get to just tour your offices <laughs> and steal comic books all Done. day. Take whatever. Take the Spider-Man statue. I'm going to walk right out. You're like, he gained a lot of weight <laughs> while he was here. <laughs> well, thanks again. This was a huge pleasure. Oh, it was mine. Mine. All mine. This I can't wait for the next film, and, and uh, yeah. See you soon. <laughs> Sounds good. This is Marvel, your universe.